Yo, what's up? It's Tyler, and you're listening to the Bad Decisions, Good Intentions podcast. everybody it's your boy t hudden and welcome to season two episode five of the bad decisions good intentions podcast and if you have been tuning in with the bdgi instagram and also my new instagram you will know that we have a very 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 special episode tonight and it is called the family takeover so for anybody that knows me they know i will be an incoming junior at the illustrious family university florida a and for those who don't know and I wanted to showcase the different and very talented students that I have came in contact with before I even stepped foot on campus. And I also want to get their personal experiences on what they've been through and just how they like it. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let all of these special individuals introduce themselves. Greetings, everyone. I am Xavier Clemens, five-year professional MBA candidate at the illustrious Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. Hey, y'all. My name is Destiny Pickens. I'm a rising senior. I'm from Gulfport, Mississippi, and I'm a psych major. By the way, that's not it, though. Wait, you're on a track team, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, now. Lock it, lock it. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to include that, but I also oh, retired. Too. That's big term. Greetings, everyone. I'm Simone Sears. I'm a third-year biology pre-med student. Yeah, that's all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to say like where I'm from? Oh yeah, of course. Dude, get a, get a, oh, yeah. and I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, what's good, everybody? I am Ahmad Kibi. I'm a fourth year broadcast journalism student from the A13 Temple, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, everyone. I am Jasmine Daniels, a third year pre physical therapy scholar from the city where lightning strikes, Tampa, Florida. Okay, okay, I felt that with Jasmine. So for everyone that has been wondering where we have been for the past three months, long answer short, my laptop has been broken. So I haven't been able to get it fixed. And also I've been trying to get some stuff situated with school. So I've just been trying to focus on getting all of that situated before I started back on the podcast full time. So if you have any more questions, please feel free to DM me with any more that you have. But without further ado, I want to get y'all loose and, you know, get y'all used to how we do things on the podcast. So I want to start with a little icebreaker. So when are y'all born in the 90s? No, I was. Uh, I was, bro. When were y'all born, if y'all mind me asking? 2000. 2000. Oh, yeah. Hey, honorable mention, honorable mention. I'll get y'all that. So... <laughs> If y'all were born in 2000, I mean, y'all are very familiar with the popular channels of Disney and Nickelodeon, right? For sure. Yeah, of definitely. So, of course. So, for this icebreaker, we're going to see which one of y'all prefer. It's going to be Disney or Nickelodeon. Basically, this, this or that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, without further ado, we're going to start this off. We're going to go, that's our Raven or iCarly? iCarly. Mm-hmm. iCarly. That's our Raven. That's our Raven. That's a sleep. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's a raven on that too. That's a raven, really. That's a classic. I, I call it solid, but 
That's a Raven, really a classic. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody or Zoe 101? Hey. Sweet Life. <laughs> Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah. Sweet Life, definitely. I'm going to say Sweet Life. I'm going to say Sweet Life. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm going to say Sweet Life. I'm going to go Zoe 101 on this one. Respect. You can't forget Mr. Mose. Like uh, all that character. But Zoe 101 had everyone wanted to go to boarding school. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I did. Not everyone's living in a hotel. Like, and it's crazy because yeah. living in a hotel is nothing like that in real life at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, for our next one, we got Hannah Montana or Big Time Rush? Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. I said that a little too quick. Hannah Montana, definitely. Hey, okay, I wasn't a big fan of Big Time Rush. Hey, Big Time Rush was a solid TV show. Anyway, right. I'll stay Big Time Rush. I never really like watched Hannah Montana for real. Thank you, I'm 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 out on that one. I'm gonna go Big Time Rush for sure, for sure. All right, so for the next one, we got Wizards of Waverly Place or Drake and Josh. Mm-hmm. Wizards of Waverly Place, definitely. Selena, yeah, definitely. Drake and Josh, Drake and Josh, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go Drake and Josh on that one too. I don't know about that one, Simone. I love Selena Gomez. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so we're going to go more on the cartoon side. So for this one, we're going to start it off with American Dragon or Jimmy Neutron? Jimmy Neutron. He's yeah, Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron, definitely. That ain't yeah. quite. Ooh, yeah, I can play the dragon, though. Yeah, no, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> mm, I don't know. Jimmy Neutron, though, but American Dragon, underrated. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, American Dragon is definitely underrated. I'm going to go American Dragon on that one. Respectfully, respectfully. We got for the next one, Kim Possible or Avatar The Last Airbender? Kim Possible. Kim Possible. Oh. Kim Possible. Avatar for sure, man. Kim was that girl. I still watch Avatar. Yeah, you feel me? I, I, I'm going to go Avatar on that one. I don't think it's close either, but that's just me, though. That's just me. I, I couldn't get into Avatar. I ain't going to lie. What? You could? It was a little, it was a little, it gave me like anime vibes. Yeah, like, and I'm not a big fan. <laughs> and I'm not into that. <laughs> All right, so for the last one, we got Phineas and Ferb or SpongeBob? SpongeBob. SpongeBob. <laughs> Whoa, I that way too fast. I don't know. Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb are going to do it for me. Because yeah. I like how the fact that they used to do crazy stuff and never get caught. Yeah. Like, With always Bopper every time. Yeah, and it was always some raw stuff they was doing. It wasn't nothing that was small. And then they made the sister. And then I got two brothers, and I'm the only girl, too. So it was time later, too. Yeah. All right, all right. So we're going to get to the real nitty-gritty of the podcast or what's making people listen, and that's basically because this is the family takeover. So I'm going to be asking y'all different questions about y'all experience. Y'all ready for this? For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we're going to start it off with a pretty simple question for most. And that is, why did you guys decide to attend FAMU? I know for me, I decided to attend FAMU because my mom graduated from FAMU and my aunt also graduated from FAMU. So it was kind of like destined, I feel like, for me to go. And I used to always go to FAMU homecomings, classic. So I just always around FAMU people. And when I came on a tour, it was just, it just felt like home. So, yeah. That's cool. I'll say I came to FAMU because my parents met here. They've always really conditioned the whole lifestyle about going to FAMU and being great and just contributing to society and being Black and being excellent and 
educated. So I really was inspired by them. It was, it's something that runs in my family as well. So that was something that was very inspiring. And then, yeah, I can also agree when he said, when I went on my tour, it was very family friendly. So it made me more comfortable. So your mom and dad is the family love story I've been hearing about. Yeah. My mom was in school and then my dad had a biology major. That's wrong. Yeah, that's tough. Okay. Yeah, I'll say for me, coming out of high school, Emmy was really the only school I applied to. I was I was in a mentorship program. It was kind of like a program that bridges college, like high school st- seniors and juniors, and it basically kind of introduces them to the HBCUs and kind of leaning more towards going to a historically black college rather than a PWI. So everyone that was over the program, they were FAMU alums. They went to FAMU in the '90s, the '80s and everything like that. So kind of growing up, you know, I already knew I wanted to go to an HBCU, but what really set FAMU apart from everyone else was just kind of the culture and the environment, kind of how Xavier was talking about uh, the homecomings. Just being in high school and going to the homecomings, it just kind of made me want to go there even more and experience it myself. So, you know, I'm the first person in my family to go to HBCU. And so FAMU at that, so I'm a first generation rattler. So, you know, kind of just going to the best HBCU and kind of having the opportunity to, you know, set that legacy, kind of why I wanted to go to them. And, you know, it's just like no other school. I respect right. I'm kind of different. Family was, I'm not going to say definitely, but it wasn't my first choice. A lot of you guys probably, I, I went to predominantly white schools and it wasn't pushed as much, especially in Tampa, to my knowledge. I know a lot was different, but my schools, they definitely didn't push FAMU. They pushed community college more than HBCUs. Yeah. Oh. My brother's orientation, he's a year older than me. That was kind of my first introduction to FAMU. Saying that, seeing it like everyone there at his orientation at the showcase and just seeing the family, that definitely made me intrigued to go to FAMU. And ever since, it's been my best decision. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I decided to attend FAMU because originally I used to go to Mississippi State and that's a PWI. But before I committed to that school, I wanted to go to HBCU and I never was able to go on a tour, tour around FAMU or go on a visit or anything like that. So once I decided to transfer, I did two years there and then I decided to do my next two years at FAMU. I went on like a tour and everything and I kind of just wanted to experience it because I used to see all my other friends, like my other friends like JSU and all these other HBCUs. And I kind of wanted to experience how different that would be than just being at like a PWI. So I decided to attend there mainly just for the experience and, you know, and of course track. Yeah. Has it been a good decision so far for you? <laughs> yeah, it has. I mean, it's really different just because basically the class is like, I'm a psych major, of course, but at Mississippi State and the difference between FAMU is we have colleges, not colleges, we have classes that are like mainly focusing on Black people instead of kind of my old school. It really wasn't that Black psychology or African-American studies. That's like a huge difference and it's kind of helped a lot. So I don't regret anything. And I like, I think it was a really good decision I made. Okay. Respect. So respectfully. In y'all's opinion, what fam you the best HBCU in the country? That's it's a lot of things I feel like, but I'll say for the most part, the balance. You have everybody doing everything. I don't know if everyone saw, but this summer it was so many people from FAMU on internships, major internships with the White House, with Disney, with major financial companies. But then we also get down with homecoming. 
we have senior students, me and all kind of famous people like Lil Baby, Drake, the vice president. You just see senior people doing big things everywhere. So it's just kind of like, why not? Why aren't we the best HBCU? We can do everything. Everybody can't say that. Yeah, I agree with what he's saying. I definitely feel like by far we are the greatest because I've just, even in my small time of being here, because I forgot which I did transfer last fall. I just really, I never, and I went to a predominantly white high school too. I never knew all the opportunities that were available beforehand. I just, I never knew how going to a predominantly black school, like how many opportunities, how much like people actually care about you succeeding. You know, it was a different environment. I love how like he said a lot of people were getting internships this summer. I've never seen none of that at the other school I went to. So it's just, it's just the culture, the opportunities that we received, like playing for Louis Vuitton. No other HBCU was such nice when it comes to opportunities. So I just feel like in that in itself, just the opportunities and the presence that we obviously give off to the rest of society is why we're the greatest. So when you when you hear other HBCUs, you know, trying to compare themselves to BAMU, do y'all like laugh it off? Or is it, you know, you respect it, but y'all know it's nowhere near the truth? <laughs> I laugh. I didn't be laughing. Yeah, I laugh too. <laughs> like, I don't really take the time to argue with folks because, you know, you, you're you not going to understand what Femi has to offer unless you go here. From the outside looking in, it's, it looks one way, but when you're really inside it, you know, you're you're the one going to the classes, you're the one on campus experiencing all the fun things we're doing. You're the one, you know, making all the good connections that you need to be making to propel yourself higher. It just hit different. So, you know, I just, I just let people have it. So while I would say FAMU is the best, FAMU really does prepare you for the real world from the, su- the success, failures. I've had a lot of those, but it prepares you for the real world and how to handle yourself, you know, professionally with relationships to your friends, coworkers, and the networking. FAMU has so many opportunities. You just have to look for it. And even sometimes you don't have to look for it. It'll just come to you. So... Yeah, I definitely agree on that. Like, I feel like the opportunities, networking, everything that what family kind of represents, I feel like, I feel like that's what makes us the number one HBCU, honestly. And going back to what Samoa said about the different opportunities and the different internships that people have been getting, when y'all see that, and y'all see them posting on Instagram and y'all see them, you know, actually in the midst of doing it, does that make y'all want to go harder in what y'all do? Or, you know, does it make you think like, what is it going to be my time next? You know, it just makes you work harder. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. I was just saying it'll make you work harder. Like seeing like-minded individuals and seeing them do great things, it just makes you want to push and do better. Yeah, I would agree to that. It definitely is motivation. And just seeing another person from my school represent in in a strong presence is very inspiring as well. That gives you hope that whatever field or major you're in, you'll be able to do the same, you know, one day. It doesn't make me be like, dang, when's my turn? It just lets me know I can do it. It's confirmation of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that too. So if you could, could you take me through the typical day in the life of a family student? <laughs> <laughs> depend on the day, man. Weekend or weekday? <laughs> it just depend on the day. So what would you say would be the busiest day out of the week for you guys? Mm. Monday, definitely. Yeah, definitely Mondays. Because it's like you got to regroup for the weekend. You got to get it like, okay, I'm back in your mode again, you know? Yeah, Monday. Friday is low-key underrated as a busy day as well because there's a lot of activities going on around on like Fridays too. So it's like 
I know business classes, we don't really have classes on Fridays, but I still find myself busy on Fridays for some reason. I don't know. Facts. It's always something to do before you just get the weekend started. Exactly. Yeah, that's true, too. And then sometimes the things you didn't get to, you can't go, you know, Friday's the last day. So it's like, then you cramming, you know, because I know I'm a procrastinator sometimes. Not that that's good, but you're right about that. Bit procrastinator here. Mm-hmm. For me, it's probably Wednesday. It's such a random day because it's the middle of the week. So it's not like fresh from when you got off from the weekend, but you still have two more days to the weekend. So that's when I'm trying to get everything and get the motivation to continue on. on. So with y'all saying this and y'all giving me different info on that, that would lead into my next question. How hard is it to stay focused on classes and schoolwork with all the different distractions around you, like parties, different events going on on campus? How do y'all manage to stay focused and, you know, how do y'all manage through all the distractions? I know for me, it's not hard, personally. I'll quit and tell somebody no. <laughs> Especially, I'm not a big person to go out like that, for real. So it's like, if I don't feel like doing it, I'm not going to do it. And then if I know I have something I need to do, me personally, my mom and my family always remind me why I'm in school. So last thing I want to do is fail or something and then have to come back home. So that's always motivation for me. So. Yeah, I would agree with Kelly. Definitely when it comes to that, I'm quick to tell people no too, just for the simple fact. I think mostly it's because I like just being in my house. I don't really like being out like that too much. So I don't think it's hard to keep balance and keep focus. You know what I'm saying? And then I have really good friends when it comes to getting work done first. So I think my friends are really a good inspiration too when it comes to balance and things like that. Yeah, I definitely agree with her, especially from the aspect when she mentioned that she had friends that kind of are on the same type of time she's on, making sure that they get each other's stuff done because people who you surround yourself by kind of says a lot about you. So, you know, I always try to make sure that I not only, well, one, my planner is my best friend. So I always try to write everything out so that way I never lose sight of what I have to do as far as school or whatever else I have going on. And then, you know, I always try to, you know, me and my friends, we got a support system, making sure that, you know, we're all staying on top of what we have to do for whatever day or whatever week that is. So going off of that, how important do you think it is to socialize and be active on campus? I think it's real important, especially because there's a lot of things that you can learn from being involved in different organizations, clubs, whatever it may be that you may not learn necessarily all in the classroom. Because that's kind of like, you know, what college is all about. It's a training ground. So you kind of learn what you like, what you don't like, and kind of work through different problems and different situations. So when you get in the real world, it's kind of all simple to you. I can't, I agree with Ahmad. It's important to socialize, you know, the connections, networking. It's important to socialize and network. But also my best piece of advice that I learned from freshman year is to do things that you have a passion for and to do things with the right reasons. Because if you just do things just to socialize and meet people and, you know, build your resume, you're also going to have a tough time, you know, enjoying what you're doing. Okay. Why? Or it's some jazz? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty important to socialize on campus. The more people that you meet, the more things you kind of will learn to do around campus, just not by going to class and everything like that. I would say for me, I did socialize a lot when I first got here, mainly because I didn't know anyone. But the more that I got to know people, the more I got informed about homecoming and kind of things to expect and what to know on campus and everything like that. Yeah, I would say this. Oh, Oh, no, go ahead. ahead. I would say the same. I'm friendly, but I'm not really 
also the type just go out my way to talk to people. But I realized over the summer and stuff, the more I talk to people and more I'm social, things get easier. You can find out things quicker, you know, the right way to go about things better than you wouldn't if you didn't know that person or certain things like that. So I guess it is important to get to know people, especially because connections can take you far in life. Definitely. Yeah, social life is, I feel like it's very important because the first thing I learned at FAMU is your network is your network. So that doesn't come with being quiet and standing yourself. So you definitely got to get out to a show and talk to people. So yeah, so, social life is up there. Definitely important. All right. So kind of going through this section really fast. So I want to switch the, switch the vibes a little bit and ask y'all a question that I think all everybody will have different answers for. So on a scale from one to 10, how crazy is homecoming? 10. <laughs> yeah, like 11 past 10. It's crazy. It's live. It's live. It's the time. So, so could y'all give a reason why it's so crazy? Because I've heard different stories from different people, but everybody has different experiences. Yeah, my homecoming experiences. Freshman year, I went to everything. I ain't gonna lie. Everything. Everything. But I kind of slowed down. We didn't get one temporary. Well, not temporary. Well, I'm tripping. Sophomore year. <laughs> we didn't get one sophomore year. But junior year, I was just like, bro, I'm not going to everything. Like, I, I need to chill out. So I went to maybe, I think my homecoming technically started on Wednesday instead of Monday. But yeah, I just, I kind of just, I don't know. This year is going to go crazy too because I just feel like, <laughs> I feel like I missed out last year because I didn't do everything. But I don't know. I, I'm going to go crazy this year. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, I feel like this year is definitely going to be one for the books. Just the vibe. I could just feel the presence. It's going to be lit. I feel like it's going to be a lot more to do, too, in a way. I feel like we've come far. So we've gotten artists like we got Little Dirt. And so I feel like I know a lot of people are excited about that. And that's pretty big. That's another reason why I love our school. It's like, we have access to everything, really. So I think that in itself, we have people coming out of town to come to our homecoming. The same people who be talking about us be coming out of town to come to our homecoming. So I feel like that says a lot. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's a couple of people I know coming out of town this year for homecoming. So I definitely know. Yeah, team, no sleep this year. We ain't sleeping at all. Party oh, all. Party. No sleep at all? That's how we going? It just be so lit. You could literally not go to sleep. That's how lit it be. It'll lit four o'clock, five o'clock. It don't matter. I'm trying to be like y'all. This shit is. Hey, it's going up. <laughs> hey, you gonna remember? You gonna be like, hey, they did say I wasn't gonna sleep. You gonna be on like Friday. You gonna be like, bro, I did not sleep. I'm telling you, you going old. It's fun, but at least during Halloween too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing about homecoming. They always throw it on the week of Halloween, so it's definitely. Homecoming for me, it was good. I did that was my first homecoming last year. You know, my freshman year was COVID year, but it was fun. I did. I wouldn't rate mine as high as y'all's because I feel like I didn't have good people to go to events with, so they were kind of Debbie Downers, and then. They just, I don't know, I guess my friends, some of my friends don't like to go out. And then I spent, I'm not going to say how much, but I spent a lot of money. <laughs> Damned out the ticket. I got <laughs> from group me. So it was, it was fun though. Besides that, I enjoyed the football games and I didn't prepare weather-wise. I didn't realize how cold it was going to be, but 
I honestly had a good time. I would rate it like an eight out of ten. Okay, okay. Dang. Um, well, who was about to say something? Oh, me. Okay. I was going to say that I really didn't do too much for home. I'm not going to lie. I really just went to the game and I went to one party. <laughs> oh, but I would rate everything past the game. And after that, I would say, yeah, maybe a nine, nine out of ten. So is that because you're an athlete and you didn't necessarily have the time or is it just because you just didn't want to? Mm, it was kind of both. I really didn't understand how everybody seen homecoming coming from the school I came from because ours was, you know, classes, there were teachers like, okay, yeah, I know people not going to show up or people got this, this, and that. So I really didn't understand what was homecoming about. On top of that, I did have practice and then I just didn't understand. I just really didn't understand homecoming overall. I was just, a lot of people didn't really express it to me that much. So like oh, all the wait. I'm sorry, wait, they they canceled classes on homecoming? Well, no. I had my classes canceled. But if it's a hard science class, I doubt you're gonna do it at all. Yeah. None of my STEM teachers canceled any class. Ooh. We. <laughs> <laughs> but our professors a little bit more understanding during homecoming week though. No. no. Yep. Don't wait. No, some of them don't care. I didn't care on Thursday or Friday. I didn't have class all week. Yeah, I think that's why it's good to pick an early schedule as well so that you know what you're working with during the week. So you know that when things come up, such as homecoming, you're properly prepared, you know? Mm, okay. More words of advice, more words of advice. So be honest with me on this question. Has there ever been a time where y'all regretted y'all decision for going to family? No. No. Mm-mm. Not at all. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the lot, bro. There was one math teacher. He was 90 something years old. And he was my math teacher and he had me crying, bro. That man had me in tears. I was so stressed. I was like, <laughs> yeah, college not for me. I don't know why I'm here. I ended up passing, but it's like, God, that man put me through so much. Is he still there? I don't know where that man at. I ain't gonna lie. He <laughs> told me I had failed, but when I checked my grade, he had passed me. So I'm like, oh, you're just 15. You didn't have to do all that. <laughs> That's how I thought about organic chemistry that I took this summer. I swore to y'all, I felt if I failed this class, I'm going to be done with college because it was that bad. Organic chemistry is chemistry on steroids and it has no numbers really. Mm. So it's just shapes. And I have never dealt with anything like it before. So I was like really discouraged, but I was just like, oh my gosh, but I've never wanted to leave because I was so encouraged by my teacher. He was strict. He meant a business and stuff like that when he came down to homework assignments. But he encouraged me. So I really, and I feel like I wouldn't have got that experience anywhere else, any other school. For sure. That's real. Organic chemistry is hard. I've heard so many horror stories about organic chemistry. Yeah, they said some people have to take it two, three times. And I believe them. Okay? Oh, my God. That sounded like a headache. I'm glad y'all had to deal with it and not me. <laughs> no, I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> So with classes starting very soon, pretty much really in like a week and a half now, and, you know, there's going to be a new wave of people coming in, whether it's transfers or freshmen, what advice would you give to any of the incoming new students? Be yourself, make relationships, do everything you think in your mind to do. If you think about it, just do it. If it's positive, if it's positive, do it. But yeah, I know a lot of times people look back and regret not doing certain things in school. And I never wanted to be like that. So I just say, do it. What you got to lose? Yeah, I definitely say, like, don't be standoffish and just try to make friends. I've met so many people 
that would like, I used to go to a lot of people that do hair or just nails or anything like that. And they would just be coming to family. There'll be transfers or freshmen's and they'll say, oh, they don't have any friends or they want to be friends with people in class. And I just feel, you know, if you could do something for yourself or you're, you know, you just want to talk to people, I feel like don't be shy or don't be standoffish or anything like that. Just try to make friends the best way you can. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree with her. I definitely, and what he said too, be yourself. That's a big, big, big thing. I think a lot of people overlook coming to college. I think a lot of people come to college on some, oh, this is a brand new start, which it is, but then they tend not to be who they are, who they truly are. I think a lot of people look around and instead of being inspired, they just want to be that person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's, that's why it's important to just be you at the end of the day. People are going to accept you. There's going to be people who's not going to like you. There's going to be people who are going to like you. But I think it's very important to be yourself for the simple fact that when you try to be somebody else, eventually it's going to come out you're not that person. It's not genuine. And people are going to pick up on that real quick, especially people who are watching you. You never know who may be watching you. So it's just very important to be you. Surround yourself with like-minded people. Yeah, basically just be you. Wise words. I'm a wise woman. Issa, advice would be what everyone's kind of saying. Make relationships. Don't be afraid to ask for help, whether that's mentally, because, you know, mental health is a real thing. And we have different outlets now. Or it's more talked about, I would say. You know, we have counselors. That's why it's good to have good friends. Even your professors. You know, you have a low grade, you need help. Don't be afraid to go to the tutoring session. You know, go on Zoom with your professors. And then at the end of the day, you came t- to get a degree. So don't let the outside distractions get you down or lose your focus. Yeah, that's Sure. Any advice y'all would give to anyone that's interested in joining Greek life? I'll let Margo first. I knew he was going to say that. Oh, <laughs> Okay, one crucial piece of advice I'll say, make sure that whatever you're trying to pursue, whether that's fraternity or sorority, just make sure that it's the right fit for you. You know, a lot of people, you know, they kind of join a lot of organizations, organizations like these for the wrong type of reasons. Definitely do your research. Doing your research goes a long way. And, you know, once you join something like this or something like Greek Life, it's not just for college. It's not just the duration while you have fam. It's after life. It's after fam. So you know, it's a life decision. So you definitely want to make sure you do your research and, you know, know what you're getting yourself into before you make a decision as important as that. Yeah, you, you basically put the hammer on the nail. Do not, this is my pet peeve when I see, even in my own organization, do not, if you're ever so fortunate to join whatever organization you want to join, do not let it change who you are. That yes. If you was this, if you'd be the same person you were before you joined, you just happened to join an organization to where you could better yourself and better your community. That's literally it. Don't change who you are. Don't change what you do just because you're in the frat now. I know one of the biggest like pillars of my frat is manhood. That's one of our cardinal principles. Stand on your one. Be a man. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. Like I said earlier, I'm quick to tell somebody, no, my line brothers, my profiles. I don't care because at the end of the day, I'm a man and I was me. I was Xavier before I joined. I'm still the same Xavier I am now. Straight but yeah, just make sure it's something you want to do. This is very time consuming. So make sure you're going to be committed to it and do your research. Definitely. Give y'all a little quick round of applause for that one. That was beautiful. 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 So that is all for the open discussion. So now we're going to move it 
down to our next phase. And normally on this phase, we have Bruno do our artist of the week. Unfortunately, Bruno was not able to make this episode. So instead of doing the artist of the week, we are going to have two instant reactions. And I felt like it would be wrong to not react to this one because we have a panel full of FAMU students. So the lady needs no introduction, but she did something very questionable a couple of weeks ago. And for some reason, she just doesn't seem to see the issue with it. And I wanted to get you guys' personal opinion on it because it bothers me. It bothers me and I'm not even on campus. So I know y'all must feel some type of way. Please be honest. If you don't feel any type of way about it, that's perfectly fine too. But I do want to know how y'all feel about it personally. I find it disrespectful. I'm just going to say, I mean, I'm all for body positivity, but everyone's been saying there's a time and a place. And then after the whole situation, the way she's been carrying herself on social media, that's not a rattler. That's FIU. But I find the whole situation. And her attitude on everything, very disrespectful, just to be honest. Yeah, she was. She, she did her thing. She did her big one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for real. <laughs> Definitely did her big one. But it's just, I was reading her caption and I was just like, there's no way. Like, her degree is a master's in education. There's no way you're going to be teaching somebody kids. That's what concerned me the most. You wanted to teach somebody kids when you sitting up here butt naked in front of my rattler. Bro, what do you have going on? That was my issue. And then it was so many grammatical errors in the caption. It just... Because we're going to go back to the degree. You have a master's in education. You couldn't type out a caption. Bro, it was just so much going on. She... I don't know what they're going to do. They talking about they're going to hold her degree. She talking about she bringing three professors down with her. That's... that. This is gonna be wild. This is gonna be wild. <laughs> I, I agree. You know, she, that is crazy. I just don't. It was really embarrassing, more so than anything. Cause it's one thing if you know, like I said, I'm for body positivity and all this other stuff. You know that she was talking about, but it's just why did you have to do that on this historically black college that has done so much good for our world? Why did you feel like this was the appropriate place to do it? Like, there's so many studios around in Tallahassee. It was just embarrassing. I think everybody was just more so embarrassed. I think that's the first thing. It's just embarrassment because it's like, I get it, but not here. That wasn't that wasn't appropriate. You know, it's a time and place for everything. You know what I'm saying? I think that her motivation behind it wasn't solely on body positivity. I think it was trying to promote her rap career as well, I said which that. I felt from her standpoint, that's really probably why she's like, oh, well, like I'm getting the attention that I want. But it's like when you do things like that, it leaves a mark on the school as well, not just you. You have to be mindful what the history is, where this campus is based on, just the history in itself. I think it's very, she said, disrespectful. We have been through so much in this world, just as Black people, and to come on a campus that has done so much for society and greeted sometimes more people who, I don't know why she would do that. It's not even, you try to understand, but then you can't. It's just, I don't know. It was disrespectful, though, overall. Yeah, I agree. I agree, too. Definitely out of line. (laughs) And another thing, too, A lot of people 
think it's okay. People that don't go to FAMU or even the HBCU, like they don't get that impact. That took away the tension of our graduates, all the accomplishments we've had over the year. You didn't see number one public HBCU trending. It was that President Larry. It just downplays all the success we've had. So yeah, if he would have done it at a studio, would people still have been as mad, even if she was there, I'm a fan graduate? Or do you no. think both of the outbursts came because of where she did it? It's where she did it. Well, it's definitely where she did it, definitely. Because you're a wrong woman at the end of the day. But it's a time and a place for everything. So if you wanted to go butt naked, you could do that. But do it in somebody's studio. Don't do it on our campus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like nude photo shoots are actually very cool and creative. But that wasn't creative at all. It was <laughs> that way. <laughs> and it's just wild to me that you know that we live in a country where they're so quick to drag Black people. Why would you give them something else to talk about us? You know what I'm saying? Oh, look how they're, look how they feel. That's acceptable. They over here. Cause you know how people be. We might not even feel like that, but the, your loud statement or your inappropriate statement has reached the shade room. It has reached the media. So now you got other schools, not that we even care because other schools can talk as much as they want to. They'll never be us, but it's just the simple fact that it's embarrassing at the end of the day. You may, a decision and didn't really think about I really don't think she thought about what she was doing for the simple fact that I think her mom, her parents or something or she said her family was agreeing with her in the last slide she had was like a recording or something she said they were proud of it but I really don't think she saw the problem in it I think that's the biggest issue she doesn't acknowledge and take accountability on what she's done I think that's the biggest the fact that she was just defending it and she had people defending her, like Jasmine said, that's really the most mind-boggling thing about it. But, I mean, it just shows you where people's morals are and where their head are. Yeah. That's wild. It was a wild situation. It was a wild couple of days. And then that happened on the day of graduation, right? She posted it on the day of graduation, right? Yeah, she posted it right after, I think. So that pretty much took all the attention from them to put it on something that doesn't really matter. You know, I feel like that was selfish in itself. Yeah, and she was a she's a very beautiful woman. It's just why paint yourself like that on a campus. It's okay. Do it on the studio, girl. It's okay. I get your message. But on the campus, you couldn't have thought that was okay. But I really she probably really didn't even feel that way. That's probably the saddest part. And you'll just never understand. People never fail to amaze me in this in this world. But moving on to our second instant reaction, because we've been gone for so long, we haven't really been able to talk about some of the big things that's been happening in the world. But I feel like one of the biggest things that's happened and that is not getting a lot of attention anymore because it happened, I want to say in June, I want to, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, but the Roe versus Wade ruling has been overturned. So I want to know what y'all think and how y'all feel about that. Definitely the women on the episode. I want to know how y'all feel about that. So please don't all speak at once. Please be as open and speak your truth. Okay, well, I feel like it's radical. It was a radical and dangerous ruling. I feel like it creates a dangerous era for our generation. But I also feel like it interferes with personal rights, personal choices. I feel like I'm very big on my body, my choice. And the fact that we kind of have to already rely on the Supreme Court Rulings to make the decisions for our future to me is just like crazy. But I feel like some states have already made the choice and exceptions and extensions and everything like that. But 
I feel like the rule shouldn't have been touched at all. This goes on to rape, incest, et cetera. But if a woman is in a position to get rid of a child because she was unsure no matter what happened, or if it's really anybody's business, then I feel like a woman should be able to do that. And that's just our our freedom to express ourselves in a way that we should be able to. I just feel like now that we kind of have to depend on the Supreme Court and their rulings, I feel like, I feel like it's just scary for our future. So, yeah. Yeah, I d- agree with her for sure. It's like, what can women do? You know, like for real, y'all are taking away something that may save somebody from a situation they really, truly don't deserve to be in or want to be in. There's people who have been assaulted, sexually assaulted, who may be in a position where they don't want to have their abuser's baby. I feel like that's a decision women should be able to make. Why are you trying to tell as a man? And why are you trying to say that a woman shouldn't be able to do something with her own body? You know what I'm saying? You're not trying to help us You know, you just want control at the end of the day. And I feel like women came too far in rights and things like that to just have something like that stripped away. I don't think it's fair at all. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with everyone. I think it's one speaking. No, 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 you go ahead. (laughs) Okay, I was just saying, I think it's wrong. I don't think any person should have a choice, whether you agree or, or not, it shouldn't be someone else regulating your body. And I've actually had discussions with people about that are on the opposite side and everyone always likes to bring in religion so to say but god gave you the right to make your own choice he didn't say to make choices for others so that was people's main arguments which i disagree with and then where are the programs for so you want people to have babies that isn't their choice where are the programs to provide support i remember not that long ago it's still happening there's a baby formula shortage and the senate declined funding to you know, help relieve that problem. So it's like you want people to have babies, but where are the programs, you know, so that people can be able to support their baby? Yeah, I wanted to add on, add on that too, because I just really don't like the leadership in this country because it's like y'all have billions of dollars to give to the Ukraine, but y'all can't even end homelessness in y'all own country. Y'all can't help mothers who are struggling to feed their babies that you already are forcing them to have and to keep. But y'all don't have that money for these people who are living in y'all country paying taxes. But we're paying taxes and all this other stuff for war. It's like ridiculous. We always see them signing a check away to another country when we have issues in our own that nobody's going to help us with besides us resolve. So I think it's just very selfish, honestly and truly, because people, not everybody got it. Not everybody has resources. Not everybody has a supportive family. So just imagine all those women who are now probably going to put themselves in a dangerous position to get one, or either now they're stuck with something that, you know, they ultimately can't do anything about. Indeed. And do y'all feel like this ruling kind of more, and I know it affects all women, but do you feel like it affects more of the African-American community more than anything? Yes. 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 I feel like, oh, you can go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I think I read something about it, but they were basically saying that the decision is expected to affect minority women who have already kind of faced like limited access to health care. So that's just one little thing. Xavier, you sound like you were going to say something. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say like it's a bit slap in the face to women everywhere, but especially black women because black women are already targeted so much in the country. And then it's just another thing to try to hold them back. 
But yeah, it's just a bit slap in the face to them. And I know I the black women over here can speak for that, but like, I know y'all feel like it's a bit slap in the face. Yeah. 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 I really think it's just I, I truly believe a lot of some people believe, I ain't gonna say a lot of people, some people believe it's really a population thing. The white population is going down. It is declining. And I even read somewhere that by 2050, most of the country is going to be mixed. So that's why I was just kind of like, it's a lot of other motives tied into it as well. But that's a little deeper than what most people may look at it. But they're, the white population is going down, which is why I feel like they are forcing women to keep their babies. Because when you keep them babies, you're adding numbers. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Definitely. All right. I definitely appreciate y'all touching up on that very touchy topic. And, you know, I understand it is tough, especially just not even just being a woman, but just being a minority in this country nowadays is actually very difficult. They make it harder and harder for us to just be alive every day. So we'll make it through. We got each other always and forever. But moving on to the final, final segment of the podcast, which is the question segment. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy T. Hutton. And with classes starting in less than 48 hours, I just had to let y'all know to go tap in with Chill Nine Clothing and also go tap in with Crumbs to Crown Clothing. They're going to get you right for the start of school. I know you haven't done all your school shopping because you're a procrastinator. So go tap in with my guys. They're going to get you right. They're going to get you right with the hoochie daddy shorts, the graphic tees, the long tees, the hoodies, whatever you need. They got, oh, and the beanies, too. You can't beat it. And it's at a cheap price. Great material, cheap price. You literally cannot beat it. Go tap in with my guys, man. I promise you, you will not regret it. And they're giving out discount codes almost every week. Go tap in with them. All right. So back to what I was saying, the question segment is where people send in different questions, whether it's different hosts or people that listen to the podcast or people that I just meet and they just want their questions answered. They send them in and we answer them. So without further ado, we just going to go ahead and start with question number one, which, oh yeah. And also during the question segment, anybody can go, anybody can talk. It's free for all. Just get it off your chest. This is normally like our funniest segment of the podcast. So please just be yourself. Y'all being yourself. Y'all been great the whole time, actually. So just keep it up. But so this one is mostly for the men, but anyone can answer. Though. If you are not in a relationship with her, is it ever okay for a female to pay for the entire date? Hey, repeat that. <laughs> I say, if you are not in a relationship with that person, is it ever okay for a female to pay for the entire date? Me personally, like, even if I know this is not with the question, but even if I go out with my like girls that are friends of mine, like no relationship, but I still like me personally, I don't like seeing like women pay for stuff. So yeah, I still they get the hell this late. Get your shit out, man. Yeah, my bad, man. But I don't know. That's a, that's a weird one because I know some women, I'm not speaking for all women, but I know some women just know, like, they'll go out with a guy just because they know he's going to pay. But I don't know. Yeah, I'll let everybody else speak on that one. But, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of tough. I mean, I kind of feel the same way like they feel. Me personally, yeah. I don't like, like watching like, a woman pay for stuff, especially if we going out to eat and stuff like that. So I don't know. It, it just really depends on, like, the person you are, I guess. Mm-hmm. So to the women, would any of y'all pay for the entire first date? No, not not the first date. I was taught I was taught better, but it's nothing wrong. I'm not selfish, so it's nothing wrong with taking your man out and paying for stuff. It's nothing wrong with that. I feel like that's what a woman is going to do. A little girl only expects to receive, you know. 
that's real though just think about it in lies do you think a man i've never been with the the man i feel bad in the relationships i've been in i've been feeling bad when they refuse to let me pay for some stuff because i'm just like why would i sit there and let you spend all your money a woman who will let their man spend all his money that is not his woman i don't Mm. care what nobody say that's Mm. like your man seeing you struggling he got money and he not doing nothing you know Mm. what i'm saying Even if he didn't, you don't think your girl deserve flowers every now and then. You ain't got to pay her bills. You're in college right now. But it's just, come on now. As a man, it's certain things I feel like are just no discussion, you know? And as a woman, I feel like there's no thing. There's some things that just, you know, you just do. It's nice. Show your appreciation. We don't always have to receive at the end of the day. That's real. Okay. I think it depends on, if we're talking first date, I was just raised that, you know, I don't expect it, but I mean, I was raised that, you know, the guy should pay on the first day. And it honestly depends on who asks, I feel like, just in general. If I ask you, like, I, you know, we could split, I might pay. Yeah, definitely. I agree with her on that. Definitely. Whoever asks. Mm. Mm. Whoever asks. So, like, dude, I know, I know this is not new questions, but this is it's on my mind now. Do women actually ask men on dates? Yeah. I, I've never, I've never been to that. I don't. I, I don't are you talking about like in a relationship or outside of a relationship? No, like, I'm a first, like first date. No, I've never done that. Mm. I don't think I think men should seek women. I don't think women should seek men. So you would never see yourself asking a man on the date some more? Absolutely not. It's not that deep. It's too <laughs> it's too much work. That's what you do. I feel like you're looking for stuff at that point. Mm. You looking for an issue because it's well, I'm okay, I'm religious. I'm not gonna act like I'm the most religious, but in the Bible it definitely say men should seek a woman. So I'm not gonna sit here and like saying there's nothing wrong with you shooting your shot, ladies, but it's just like it comes to a time and a place. And I just don't feel like it's a woman. I don't know. Cause some men out here who women just be like, I gotta gotta be with him. I'm gonna try. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that, a crush or something, but not to literally be like, hey, can I take you all on a date? I can't see myself saying that. Hmm. I would not ask, but I would let him, you know, a note that I'm interested. I feel like it should be equal. I guess you could say applying pressure. I feel like the guy should, you know, seek also, but I feel like I just, I just feel like it should be equal wanting of each other. But how did the female apply pressure without? Feeling like they're not doing too much. I think I wasn't there wrong. But do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it depends the person. I don't know. You can just start texting, talking, throw out, you know, I really want to see this movie. And, you know, you just got to throw hints, I feel like. Yeah, I just, yeah, she's right about that. You definitely, there's definitely ways to show somebody you like them. And that's why I feel like women should do like, you know, you like them. So just, you can't, I don't know, I've never really tried to make somebody notice me, you know? But there are ways, though. But it's just like, do all that before you ask him on a date. Because I just feel like, you know, I feel like men like to chase at the end of the day. You get what I'm saying? So if you're out here chasing a man, I don't think it's going to work. Men are hunters. So if he like you, he he's coming to get you. And the real man that want to be with you, he going to make his efforts like he not gonna leave you alone so it's like i don't know i just feel like it never worked out when the girl chases the man i just don't feel like 
I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, though. I'm not the best with love, but it's just, I don't think that works. No, men love to chase, but I can give you. They don't like, most that I've talked to don't like it easy. If you approach them first, they're like, okay, I got it. They like to do the chasing. Yeah. And not giving them all your attention. Men go crazy and you don't give them all your attention. No, nah, not even, not even, not even. Yeah, they, yeah, don't do that. they don't really do that. like you. If you they really like you, they cannot stand when you don't be talking to them 24-7. I promise. If but, you go But some people don't necessarily have the time to be on the phone 24-7, 25-8. Even if, you know, I think it should I'm talking about realistically. If I'm texting you every day and three days I go without texting you, you're gonna be like, What's up? I'm not talking about regular adult day-to-day basis like of course we all got stuff to do i'm talking about you not answering the phone the time you call that's what i'm talking about mm-hmm. no i agree with her i agree with her <laughs> intriguing okay moving on to the next question give me some of your instant hell knows when it comes to dating i let the women go first <laughs> I'm gonna definitely, you know what? I'm gonna let y'all have it. I'm gonna let y'all have it. I'm gonna tell y'all what's not, what's the hell no. We don't, I, I can't do poor hygiene. That is terrible. I feel yeah. like age, it is just unacceptable for men and women to just be out here smelling any type of way. You smell yourself and you don't need nobody else telling you, you that you smell. Like hygiene is very important. I just can't stress that enough. There's nothing to say about that. Another hell no is chivalry you don't have no chivalry i don't care what nobody say like i just feel like okay i have really good examples in my family i guess that's why i feel this way but why aren't you opening the door for your girl why aren't you opening her car door i'm not saying you always gotta open a car door now but it's just no chivalry no manners no catering type of spirit towards your girl no i can't does the chivalry include putting your jacket in a in a little puddle so they can step on it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean you know what i mean opening doors stuff like that another hell no is if you don't have if you don't respect women you think you could call women all types of bees and hoes that is not cute. That has never been attractive. I should not be referred to as your B. That is very ghetto. I think the amount of respect you have for your mom ultimately displays the amount of respect you'll have for me. So I feel like a good relationship with your mom is important. I'm not going to say it's a hell no if you don't have a good one because things happen in life. But your relationship with your mother matters to me. You know, at least my, that's how my mom told me I should think. Like How he treats his mom is very important. Because at the end of the day, you know, and I ain't really going to say that too much, but I'm talking about when it comes to like just being mannerable because men, they're going to be men at the end of the day, most of the times. But I'm just saying when it comes to treating a woman and having respect and knowing what you shouldn't call her and things like that. And another thing, I don't do people big on drugs. I can't get with it. I had one bad experience. I can't do it. And I'm talking about like lean and pills. I can't I can't get with it. I haven't dealt with anybody that does drugs, but I just couldn't do it. Yeah, it's just, it's not healthy. And it, I've seen it destroy people. And that's something that happened when I was younger. But it's just, no, I can't. Mm-mm, that's not good. Those are some of my hell no's, though. Any other men want to say, speak on their hell no? Mm. That's a tough one. I got a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I got a lot. Well, one thing, well, one thing I'll say, and it's kind of like funny, <laughs> but like one thing, if she's so heavy on like, Zodiac signs and all that. 
Crypto Network. Crypto Network. Bro, like. Oh, God, you got us that way for sure. <laughs> you know, okay, I get it. You know, me personally, I'm a tourist. And like, that's all I hear all the time. Oh, tourist this, tourist that, tourist all that. I'm like, girl, like, you know, we could just buy. Like, I'm a buy person. I go off vibes. I don't care what song you want. I vibe with you. I vibe with you. So uh, that's definitely my biggest one for sure. And then I guess I'll send another one. You know, when a girl just not really like being as transparent as she could be or, you know, the communication not there for real. Because nine times out of ten, you know, a conversation will probably solve whatever miscommunication or whatever thoughts you're thinking in your head or whatever just by talking to someone. But, you know, sometimes girls don't do that. So, you know, I'll definitely say those two things are definitely my biggest ones. Yeah, that's huge. I'll probably say a girl that likes to argue a lot. Me personally, if it's not a big issue... I'm probably not going to argue with you. I'll just let you have it. I'm not, I'm big on wasting energy. And I feel like if I'm wasting energy in something that's not that deep, I'm not going to do that, bro. You got it. I just, me personally, I just don't like arguing. It's just very tiring. And it it makes me very tired of like, I ain't going to say the relationship, but it, it'll just make me kind of lose interest in you. If you arguing about everything, it's some stuff. Yeah, definitely probably could go back and forth on. But if it's, it's like little stuff, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just not. I'll let you talk. And I'm just going to listen and I'm not going to say anything back because I'm not going to give you that energy. But that's probably my biggest thing. Um, yeah, arguing and nagging. I don't like nagging at all either. I'm not your son. Do not nag me. <laughs> <laughs> I, would say, I would say probably one of my biggest hell no's now. It wasn't that big of a hell no, but if you smoke. I said, really? I'm, that's a, I've never heard a guy say that. No, I've never heard that before. I've heard. There was a dude that said the other day, he tweeted, he don't like his girl cursing in front of him. <laughs> but, with, but in a way, in a way, I will say, I don't like when men, they do too much. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind you cursing, but it's when you're doing too much, you need to know when it's appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Don't be cussing up a storm in front of my family. That's embarrassing. Very I will also yeah. say, I think a big hell no for me is the woman that can't control their temper. Oh, yeah. That's, That's not cute. Yeah, I never thought that was a cute as a woman myself. You're over here flat in his tires for what he still did what he did. You can't make <laughs> fun of it. You know, but I think I you know, and I ain't trying to be funny, but I just think women should focus on bossing up more so rather than let me go flat in his tires. It's like you did that, but did that do anything? Did that reverse what he did or reverse how he feels about you? So I think it's a maturity thing. Definitely. Oh, and another one, women that drink like fish. Bro. Like, I know. <laughs> no. Bro, women that like, bro, I see some That's women. fair, though. That's fair. That's fair. Bro, I see some women drink, dog. Like, drink. I just like, God. Like, bro, that is hard. Oh, my God. That is actually funny, though. I know that's, like, probably an unpopular one, but if you drink like a fish, bro, I'm just, it's not a hell no, but it's like, damn. <laughs> oh for real I feel like that's what men too and men just be drink, drink, drinking their life well I'm like what is going on let's talk about it therapy please yeah cause it's like <laughs> you don't want to be in a position where you with them and they just gone you know out of it <laughs> and you embarrassed you don't know what to do I would hate to be in that position yeah that is that's crazy though I agree with him on that one I have a couple <laughs> <laughs> Talk to him. Talk to him. Let us know. Yeah, talk to him, girl. <laughs> so, what's it called? The bad hygiene. I know she said that. That's a big one. How you treat your mama is how you treat your girl. That's I believe that. Mm-hmm. And they don't, for me, religion is really important to me. 
So if they don't have a good or relationship with God or trying to have one, that's a big one for me. They have no goals or structure in their life. I feel like you should have goals or trying to reach them. And then another one is kind of what y'all were saying. I don't like when a guy is at every scene, drinking, <laughs> they have to be at every function. I, mean, I like being at home, honestly, and I don't like guys that are too friendly. Most guys that are at every scene are too friendly. Yes, girl. I well, I don't mean to cut you off, but yes, that is what I forgot. Friendly. I hate it. We can't have friends? Like, we can't... No, I'm just not. No, it's the difference between <laughs> being in everybody's face versus you making conversation with the people you know. You out here being extra friendly, it's like you everybody boyfriend. We got a nip. I don't like that. Another one is like, this is recent, but if you have, I don't know, it's just weird to me. If you have only girlfriends, to me, that's weird. Like, I feel like you should have a good mix. But if you only hear around girls or everyone is your bestie, because y'all know besties can mean different things. But I don't like when a guy has too many girlfriends. But that's just me. <laughs> I would say order definitely like. Yeah, that's number one. But I would think another thing is being controlling and possessive, especially if you're not even dating at that time. Y'all just talking to just now, just getting to know each other. Maybe a couple of days in, they already controlling or possessive. Yeah, I think that's... I think another one is... Mm, hold on. I lost it. Why are you thinking? I'm going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> Might be an unpopular opinion. But if you have a child, it's a hell no for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my god! I can see that. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I I can feel that just because I don't have any, so I'm not going to put myself in a position that I'm not even in. You know what I'm saying? I just I feel like that's fair, and you can't do nothing but respect that. They're gonna get mad because damn near everybody got a baby now. (laughs) But. Not 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 everybody like not, y'all get what I'm saying. Y'all get what I'm saying. Baby, it's definitely baby season. Ain't going. <laughs> After COVID happened, it was a lot of baby making going on. So a lot of people, yeah. But basically, because I think the biggest issue with everybody with that with that whole situation would be is the baby mama baby daddy drama. Nobody yeah. has time for that. I'm I don't want your baby mama blowing up my phone 24/7. I don't want her trying to come to my house every look. You know, it's just too much at this age. It really is. That ain't gonna happen no way. I don't care about you. Nowadays people are killing people over being with their exes and stuff and baby daddy and baby mama like don't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Destiny, you find you you figured out your last one. Yeah, it just falls in line of being clean and possessive, but kind of trying to be toxic and stuff like that. I don't really like that either. That was the last one. Okay. Okay. And toxic. What you mean by that? You mean when they be? What do you mean? Like an example? Okay, I feel like toxic. Like it's like they're already starting to. I guess like playing games and things like that. Like mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah, just to, just to get a reaction out of you. I feel like that's yeah. what's to- what yeah. toxic is. You're purposely doing things to get a reaction. That's really weird, more so than toxic, but yeah. <laughs> toxic, you just want to see if you care, you know? No, it's weird. Um, you don't do you don't do people like that. And you definitely don't do people like that. Because then when it comes to somebody you may want, really want to be with, you ain't going to have it easy at all. So I think you should be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. 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 Okay.
unless we are engaged or married, I'm not posting. I date in private. Disagree. 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 Yeah, I disagree. Disagree. Mm-hmm. I feel like, how can you hide somebody you're happy with? I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. You post your best friends. You post your family. You post everybody else. It's it's Now, when it comes to certain things to post, I agree. But not posting my significant other at all. No, that's just, it screams there's something wrong. When you don't want to post your significant other, whether people want to admit it or not. A lot of people like to sugarcoat it and be like, oh, I don't like people in my business and people be messy. Yeah, but you know you love him. You know you love her. So why are you hiding her from the world? Would you want somebody to hide you? You know, when it comes to that, you want somebody, it's almost like you're ashamed to love them or to love them out loud, I should say. That is true. Anybody else got anything they want to say on this topic? You said it, yeah. Man, why are you like every? I ain't gonna lie. Every guy I know that won't post his girl is is doing some shady. It's just like, Ew, bro, you just throwing it out like that. Yeah, bro, that's real though. That's but like, that's what it is. But I feel like everybody knows that. I really yeah. don't know anybody that don't know. If you don't know that, you come on, bro. If you making an excuse every time you ask to get posted and you not post, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, look, some people don't want to accept the truth though. Sometimes it's hard. But that's I didn't throw out some type of magic card. Like, bro, it's just it's known. You just in denial. I'm sorry. Yeah. If he really want to be with you, I'm speaking for the ladies. If he really want to be with you, he's going to post you. My last boyfriend, he tagged me in his story with my name showing. It wasn't hidden how some people be on the other stuff. That's shady too. You're going to tag the person, but then can't nobody else see that shady. <laughs> and then, and then like, yeah, like I feel like that person really likes you. All those things are going to be natural because they're going, they're not even really going to think about posting you. They might even do it and not even think about doing it just because they love you or they care about you or they really happy with you. But it's like, that's another thing. Don't ask no man to post you ever in life. That's one thing I would never agree with. Because if you have to ask a man to do anything, that means he don't want to do it nine times out of ten. So So moving on to our very last question of the question segment, and that is, why is it so hard for our generation to stay committed to one person? Mm, I don't think it's a generation thing. It's just more brought to the light because of social media, but it's definitely not a generation thing. So you think yeah. it's been going on for a long time? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. All right. I feel like it happened more back then. Men used to just do whatever in their marriage because, you know, the girl stayed at home, the guy was allowed to do anything, and they allowed it, but Actually, nowadays, more women are okay with cheating. They'll be more likely to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with what she's saying. I think it's, I don't agree it's a generation thing. I just believe our generation revealed a lot of truth behind reality, whether we believe it or not. The truth is a lot of people are cheating, and it's both sides. Sometimes it's both people in the relationship. I think it's hard for men to more so because of the things they like that are available through social media and through their phone. There's so many different girls. Same thing I could say for women. There's so many different people you could see and DM and talk to and they have people following them. So it's probably is challenging for a man. I know a man's temptation is really tough from what my brother told me. So yeah. Yeah, I agree with all that. Yeah, it's just I don't I think it's the same. I feel like back in the day it was cheating. I feel like now it's cheating. Cheating just gonna be cheating. People gonna cheat 
unpopular opinion. I feel like women cheat just as much as men, if not more. It's definitely a popular opinion. Well, I have a question. Why do you think women could possibly cheat more than men? Because women hide it better. Oh, yeah. Women hide it better. And I ain't gonna lie, being in a frat, you see it. I see it all the time. Like, crazy. I mean, say they have boyfriends, but will go crazy. It's crazy. It's actually pretty sad. Not gonna lie. And while I think, like, this has always been happening, I think our generation normalized it even more. Yeah. Even with rappers and, you know, celebrities, even people that we kind of, like, look up to in a sense, you know, they they do all those types of things. So, you know, from the outside looking in, we looking at it, and then, you know, a young-minded individual might think, oh, that's okay. It's okay to do that because everyone's doing that. So, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I agree with that, too. And then I think, like, a lot of people just do normalize it and that's sad why do you feel like you have to stay with somebody who isn't treating you good because then you're seen or some women feel like they look weak if they leave after you just cheat one time or he's just the dude or he's just the man i don't care what nobody say if you're my man you're not gonna be cheating because the first time you get caught is the last time that you'll be with me literally straight like i feel like people literally accept people doing the wrong nowadays because they fear Uh, what society gonna say Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it could be for like a lot of different things. Like a perfect example, when she was talking, I just thought about it was Blueface and that Christian rock girl. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a perfect example of trying to normalize toxicity because at a certain point in time, it's kind of like, are you just doing this for attention? What are you doing it for? You know? And so, you know, I feel a lot of young people are looking at that. A lot of young ladies, a lot of young men looking at that thinking it's okay. And then it's just creating a constant cycle of just everlasting cycle of, you know, people doing each other wrong. So I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's, it's scary out here. For real. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's done a lot of the music we listen to. I, I can't remember who said that exactly. I don't, was it exactly that said that? It might yeah, have been. Right. That was a mod that said that? Yeah, I'm right. It's normalizing the music now. These are the people we listen to. I'm not going to lie. I listen to a lot of Brit. So... If y'all listen to Brett, you know the type of music that he, you know, makes and what he pretty much represents. So this is the music that people listen to every day. So I feel like it starts with some of the stuff we do every day, whether it's on TV, social media. I might also say it with the blue face and the Christian. Christian? Christian. Christian. Yeah, that situation is pretty crazy. And Lord have mercy. I think that's not going to end until one of them either in jail or unfortunately no longer with us because I don't think the girl rapped too tight but that's <laughs> yeah that's true you know the sad part is she is dead serious she is dead serious about how she feels and that's why I think a lot of people should be more mindful this is not okay she really still loves that man so much I've never seen anybody love anybody like that to get wow. his face on her t- on her tooth like that is some extreme love Oh, wait, you know I, what I'm saying? I'm going to get a neck tattoo. Yeah, I think she got him tatted like five times on her body. That's and it's crazy. just like, and people are laughing at, or people are trying to be like, oh, I ain't going to lie, it'd be me too. or and But that's the reality. Sometimes women just don't know when to leave. They don't know. It's almost like it's some type of, that's why I think you should be careful who you date too. Because you don't know what type of soul ties people have that could bring you down with them. So... Because they were they were comparing the old her today, and I was like, "Wow." <laughs> I, I've learned that a lot of people don't give up on somebody until they pretty much hate them. They keep going back until they hate them. 
And I've seen yeah. a lot with different people I give advice to. So it, it's wild. I, it's a toxic world we live in. That's why I say if you find your person, stick by them and just, you know, do right by them. Treat them the way you would want to be treated. Because it's always somebody that's waiting on the sideline for you to mess up, per se. I feel like, personally, me, I feel like our generation, like some people want what they see other celebrities kind of like present themselves as. I guess maybe body shapes or such, anything like that. That's just me personally. But I feel like when men want, I'm just doing on the men's side, but I feel the way that a man would want another woman, I feel like if they can't really get that or they want a woman to a certain standard, they'll just kind of make that second choice. And I feel they'll just kind of settle with a woman or any anybody that they get with until they can kind of be with that person that they're wanting to be with. So I feel a person like our generation can't kind of commit to relationships or kind of deal with relationships or it's the way it is just because the way that things are presented to us now, people want to have something that they might not be able to have, but it's not really realistic. Okay, I agree with that one wholeheartedly. I do think people do look at celebrities as an example of what they want to be like, but celebrities don't post everything they go through on social media either. So I definitely wholeheartedly agree with that one. Does anyone have anything else they want to say on this topic? Is that it? I think we hit everything. Uh, For sure. So... With that being said, I want to go ahead and end this episode. I definitely want to thank every single last one of you guys for coming on and speaking your mind. It was very much appreciated. And I definitely appreciate y'all working with me trying to get back in the groove of doing this stuff because we've been gone for so long. So do any of y'all have anything y'all want to promote? Anything y'all have going on, whether it's a business, a podcast? Zay, I know you're a barber. Destiny, I know you're a track star pretty much. So does anyone, oh, Simone, I know you do lashes and stuff like that. So if y'all have anything y'all want to promote, whether it's a social media or anything, just go ahead and it's time to promote it. Yeah, y'all could definitely follow me on my main page at Zay.Clem. I also have a barber page. It will get back jumping in the in the fall. I know I kind of slacked off in the spring, but I had a lot going on in the spring. But yeah, I definitely get that jumping in the fall at Slice by Zay. Slice by Zay, that's my barber page. My personal page is Zay.Clum. But yeah, appreciate you having me on, Tristan. I really appreciate it. This was fun. All Everybody on here, great topics, great conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't have my last page up yet. I'm still perfecting my craft before I let the public have it. But my personal... Instagram is B for real Simone. So it's B F R underscore S I M O N E. And I don't have, like I said, the business to promote yet because I'm still working on it. But I just have encouraging words. I just want to tell people don't give up. Don't give up no matter what. Keep pushing. It's going to get greater later, I promise. Okay. Y'all can follow my personal page, which is at D dot picky. So that's D dot P I C K Y. And also, I want to thank you for having me as well. I really did enjoy this podcast. So thank you. For sure, for sure, for sure. My pleasure. Oh, yes. Thank you. I forgot to thank you. Thank you, Christian. Bye, Jasmine. Y'all got anything I want to promote? So my personal Instagram is jazz.daniels, J-A-S dot D-A-N-I-E-L-S. Thank you for having me. And then I'm also, I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm starting a business soon. My default. I'm not going to say what it is yet because... It's a surprise. But yeah, you can look out for that on my Instagram. And thank you for having me. And it was nice talking to everyone and meeting everyone. I know. Chill. It's my pleasure. I keep telling y'all. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I would say y'all can follow my main page at amad.kibe. A-H-M-A-D dot K-E-B-E. 
And also, if you guys like sports, like podcasts about sports, radio shows about sports, I do a radio show with my line brother. It's called The Playmaker, a sports radio show every Saturday, 1230, 2 p.m. Um, you can follow that page on Instagram, too, at 90.5 The Playmakers. And thank you guys for having me. For sure. It was a good combo. Well, it was definitely my pleasure. I got to thank all of y'all for coming on. It definitely do mean a lot because I know a lot of y'all probably just met me maybe two, three weeks ago, if that. So, yeah, it's definitely been my pleasure having y'all on. As far as BDGI goes, we will have one more episode for season two. And then after that, I am going to not go on a break, but I will be kind of shutting BDGI down and kind to trying to venture into more of a video podcast for the fall semester. So that's kind of what I'm going to be focusing on once I get to family or once I get acclimated. So definitely be able to look out for that. I will be talking about that a little bit more. I will start back doing a one-on-one interviews on the BDGI podcast page. So if you're interested in being interviewed for the BDGI podcast, uh, one-on-one interviews, please just hit us up in the DMs at bdgi.podcast. Please follow us, uh, tap in with us, let us know what you like, let us know what you don't like. And like I said, we do have one more episode of season two, and then I'm going to be pretty much shutting it down. BDGI-wise, it's still going to be under that uh, BDGI Entertainment moniker, but it's just going to be under a different name because we're going to be doing different things, and we're probably going to be having a lot more different guests on with different topics. So I definitely want to thank everyone for tuning in, and I definitely appreciate everyone for being patient with us, and I, I want to thank everyone who didn't give up on BDGI because we're still around. It's still going to be the future number one podcast in the world. I stand on that. I stamp that. So uh, please continue to keep up with us. Tap in. I'm trying to get some shirts made. I already got two shirts made. I just wanted to see how they look and they turned out. I didn't personally like them, so I'm going to go back to the drawing boards on that. But yeah, like I said, thank y'all for tuning in and I want to thank all of you guys for coming on today. So it's your boy T. Hutton and peace out. Thank you.